Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. today. Hallelujah. I am preaching on the subject, I am a soldier. And if you were part of the Navy or the Marines or the Coast Guard or whatever branch, Air Force, you might say, well, no, I wasn't a soldier. I was a different branch. We're all in the army of the Lord, as Julia said. And, and uh, today, I want us to address the fact, I, I tried to think what, what would be appropriate for this weekend. And I'm just telling you, the Lord laid this message on my heart out of 1 Samuel. And I'm going to be addressing uh, David as a warrior, as a soldier. And uh, the word soldier uh, is uh, one who fights. And today I was telling someone, I said, I don't, I've been a Christian since I was young. And the tactics of the devil do not let up. He just continually, continually fights. Some of the methods he fights, he shoots the same bullets. I mean, it's just like over and over. But I'm a soldier and I am going to fight and I'm going to win, and you are too. Now, the word warrior, which David was not only a, a warrior, but he was a soldier. Pardon me. Uh, he wasn't only a soldier, but he was a warrior. The word warrior means to be a brave, experienced soldier. Now, that just means that you've already been down that road before, and you've battled before, and, and you're not... You're not afraid because you know that he is able to keep that which is committed unto him. Can someone say amen? amen. Now, the scripture text today is 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue? Everyone say pursue. Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him. Now this is God answering him. Pursue. Everyone say pursue again. Pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Everyone say recover all. Man, I'm telling you, that right there got my, that got my adrenaline, my spiritual adrenaline going. It's one thing to pursue. It's another thing to recover all. Hallelujah. I believe today there's going to be some recovery in the house. Amen. Amen. Father, bless this time. Anoint every person that is here. Let them hear the words that you have and lord i pray that everyone that watches it whether it's on facebook or any other means i pray dear lord that you would let the same anointing reach out to them 
In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may be seated. When, uh, when I was a young boy, my, my aunt and my two cousins, they had a little collie that was about this big. That collie looked like a miniature lassie. It was a beautiful dog. That dog was fast. It could run, and it loved to chase cars. I mean, we, we would turn our heads sometimes because this dog would run and put its head in front of the tire, and you would think, it's done. It's going to die this time, and we'd turn because we wouldn't want to see it. But it was able to outrun the, the car. And, and, and I thought about this numbers of times. If he caught the car, what was he going to do with it? Y'all have probably seen that too. I mean, it was like with all that was within this dog, it had to chase the car. It had to pursue. Now, this is a very cool story, but it's also a very sad story. Much of David's life we celebrate and we get strength from, but David really had a, a pretty sad life at times. And, and this, this right here shows that you may be a choice servant of the Lord, but sometimes you're going to face things that you just, you don't want to face. Now let me set this up because David was minding his business. He was out in the field and God had told Samuel to go anoint a new king because Saul had rejected God. Saul had decided to do things his own way. And so David was called out of the field. He was the last child that his dad even brought before the man of God. And the man of God poured the oil on David, and David became the anointed one and the heir to the throne. So time goes by, and Saul is still reigning. And while he is, he had problem with the devil. See, the devil would come on Saul and he would get a rage and someone said, you know, I know a very good young man. He's anointed. He can play music very well. And it could be that we could bring him in before Saul and while he's playing music, the devil would leave Saul. So they said, go get him. And so David now is being introduced into the palace. And he gets there, and it isn't long after he gets there that Saul is having a demonic fit. Saul is, is having the devil trouble him. And David pulls out the harp and starts playing. And when I get to heaven, I want to know what did you play? Yeah, I'd like to have that. I'd get these musicians to play that same song, and I'd sell it. Yeah. Not for my personal gain. I'd sell it for the building program. We'd make millions. Just pop this CD into your CD player, 
And if your husband is acting like a devil, just start playing this music. It, it, it is calming right down. If your children are about to get on your last nerve, pop in this CD and, and you'll just see them go to sleep. My goodness, whatever he played, I'd like to know what he played. Somehow I don't believe it was head banging stuff. I believe it's kind of mild, whatever it was. But now Saul more than one time tried to kill David. In fact, Saul was a, a, a very skilled soldier himself and warrior, and he'd pick up a javelin, and David would barely escape without Paul, uh, Saul pinning him to the wall. And so David has been on the run, and he's constantly running. And now, here we get to this story. David has left his homeland because he's been on the run and he's so fearful for his life, he now goes to uh, where the Philistines live. Now, the Philistines were the, the arch enemy of the Israelites. They were constantly fighting. But David went and dwelt there and made himself a servant to one of the Philistines. The Philistine there loved him because David was a good servant. Now, not only was David there, but David had 600 renegade men with him. These were people that formed a, a union with David and they would fight with David. Wherever he went, they'd go, 600 of them. So uh, now this man not only got David, but he got 600 others working with him. And, and so it comes time and the Philistines are going to go and fight against the Israelites. And David said, okay, that's cool with me. I'm your servant. I'll fight on your side. And his master said, hey, that's cool. Come on. So they all showed up to this war. Well, the Philistines knew who David was. And they looked at David's master and said, are you crazy? Now, that's not in the King James but they said, are you crazy? You're bringing David to fight in our, our, in our ranks. Uh, he may get right in the middle of it and turn on us and start killing us. Get him out of here. And so David is sent back home. When he gets home, this is now chapter 30. David gets back, and when he arrives, he and his 600 men, everything where he lived has been destroyed. The place had been burnt down. The Amalekites had come in while they were all gone and burnt the place down. Stole away all of the wives, all the children, looted the place, took all their goods. And so David's men came back with him and they see that everything they had worked for is gone. Now, God forbid that that happens to anybody here, but can you imagine that you drive home and when you go to turn into your driveway, everything is gone. I remember 
what it felt like when I drove up after Hurricane Hugo had torn up my home. I remember the sickening feeling of this is a mess. What am I going to do? Now, my house was split in two, but everything wasn't taken. I still had my wife. I still had my daughter. But they had lost everything. Now, this is where it gets kind of uh, crazy. David and his men, as they return, they see all this happen, and they begin to weep. Now, these are soldiers. These are warriors, and they start crying, the Bible says, until they can't cry anymore. Can you just imagine that? Here's hardened warriors. They start crying. And I mean, they are not crying a little bit. They are crying until they can't cry anymore. And David got very distressed. And what happened then is these 600 people got so ticked off at David, David didn't have anything to do with it. But they got so ticked off at David that they were getting ready to stone David and kill him because of what had happened. Have you ever had a situation in your life that it wasn't your fault, but yet still you got blamed for it? Have you ever had one of those situations where you were trying to live right, you were trying to do right, you were trying to be a good person, but it seemed like the harder you tried, the more people complained about you, the more that it, you just couldn't get anything right, and, and that's what was happening here. But I want everyone, if you would, to look uh, with me at verse number six because it says and David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters but listen to this but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God David encouraged himself. Sometimes you won't be able to get in touch with mama. Sometimes you can't get in touch with pastor. Sometimes you can't get in touch with uh, the big TV evangelist. Sometimes you can't get in touch with your best friend. What are you going to do then? You better have some warrior in you. You better have some soldier in you so that you can start encouraging yourself. Now, it's not very fun to encourage yourself when you're all alone, but I'm going to tell you, there's times that you just have to pull up your pants and be uh, wear your big boy pants or your big girl pants and say, I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to be knocked down. I'm not going to be dragged down. I'm going to win. Think about it. David didn't have his family. He was in 
the area of the Philistines. David had no place to run because uh, every place, he couldn't go back home. And David was in a mess. He couldn't hide and, and he didn't know where to go. And there's an old song that we used to sing years ago and it says, where do I run to when there's no place to, or nobody to turn to? And where do I run to when there's no place to run? And where do I hide when the storms of life are raging? I go to the rock of my salvation. I go to the rock. I run to the rock. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Rock of ages, cliff for me. Let me hide myself in thee. When you don't know where to turn, when you don't have any allies, any friends, you better have a rock that you can run to. And I want to tell you, it's not man. It'll be Jesus Christ who pulls you up. Now, what do you do when you're needing encouragement? David possibly encouraged himself with a psalm, like um, uh, Psalm 71. I, I did not mark that. Bear with me as I turn just a minute. Psalm 71, here's what it says. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline thine ear unto me and save me. Very possibly that might have been David was there and going, Oh God, help me in my time of trouble. Help me. And, 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 and it might have been like Psalms. Uh, chapter 1 where he said uh, he would be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and nothing would be able to move him. I don't know what he wrote and I don't know what chapters that he listed out at this time, but I must tell you that I believe somehow David just knew I can turn to someone greater than me. I can turn to someone who is able to help me. And see, the Word of God tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these Things. When you get everyone and everything turning against you, what do you think about? Well, I think about them. I think about their threats. I think about what they tell me they're going to do to me. I think about all the bad things that could possibly happen. Have you ever done that? Someone walks up and says, we need to talk. And by the way, I hate it when someone does that to me. I mean it. I can't stand it. I can't stand to get a text. We need to talk. That's rude. Yeah. We need to talk. It might be that your boss is wanting to give you the biggest pay raise you ever got. But most of the time, that's not what you think about. When they say, we need to talk, oh, Lord, what in the world? I'm going to lose my job. I don't know where I'm going to get a 
another job and I didn't need it to happen at this time. So you spend the whole time worrying and then you get in there and they say, you've been doing such a good job. We want to bless you. Do you understand? I, I believe they say it's like 14% of what we worry about. Only 14% ever happens. And of that, it's only about half that is ever as bad as we think it's going to be. There's no need for you to worry. Take it to the Lord in prayer, leave it there. Run to the rock, leave it there. Uh, years ago, Julia was just a little girl and, and uh, I think she was in the first or second grade, first grade I think, and, and they, they tested all the children's eyesight. And, and so uh, we, we get this notification uh, that Julia's eyes are terrible, okay? And, and so, you know, I didn't get too upset over that because I thought, I believe that might be wrong. But, but then uh, I called her doctor and, and I said, look, they have said that she needs this strength prescription. And he said, oh no, 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 no. He was an older doctor and he was a very wise guy. And he said, no, 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 absolutely not. He said, in fact, if her eyes have gone down that bad, that quick, we have a serious problem. Ding. Huh? Y'all know what I'm talking about? I said, what kind of problem? He said, well, I don't want to concern you, but I said, no, what kind of problem? <clears throat> Notice how my voice started getting higher. <laughs> what kind of problem? He said, well, for her, it, it would have had to be something, uh, maybe a tumor or something. When he said tumor, <laughs> hot flash, whew, that's the truth. I said, well, when can you see her? He said, I can't see her until I think it was Wednesday. Well, this was Friday. So we had the whole weekend. So we, Jackie and I had this book. It was about this big and about that thick and it was for medical knowledge. So I started digging into it. Oh Lord, I was a doctor. Yeah, it was horrible. I didn't go to med school, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express for those of you who, yeah, yeah. I started reading things and the more I read, Brother Jay, sweat would break out on me, literally. In fact, I closed the book up. We got rid of the book. That's the fact. I was like, I'm not reading that anymore. Come to find out it was a misdiagnosis. She needed glasses, but she didn't need that. The eye doctor said, I wouldn't have filled that anyway because she wouldn't have been able to walk. It would have been like looking through Coke bottles. <laughs> but we had about four or five days of hell on earth because we were letting our minds 
go wild because we heard the word tumor. I wonder what has rocked your world that you have believed it. I wonder what you've allowed. And David, in all of this, he's got the last 600 people that he thought he could rely on and they are turning on him. He's in a mess. He doesn't know which way to turn. Listen to me here. And all he could do is say, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord and God's gonna help me in my trouble. Now I don't have time. Yeah, go ahead, give God praise. But I just want to uh, quickly go down the line. In, in Numbers chapter 11, uh, here, here's what it says, and thou, and thus, pardon me, and if thou deal thus with me, kill me. Moses is asking God to kill him. He got so despondent, I want you to kill me. Joshua said, destroy us in Joshua chapter 7 and verse 7. In 1 Kings chapter 19, the great Elijah, he said, he requested to God that he might die. These great men of God, Job said, my soul is weary of life. I wish I could die. There comes a time that the devil's gonna try to back you into the corner and he's gonna find out what kind of warrior you are. He's gonna find out what kind of soldier you really are. And, and I just wanna tell you, every one of these overcame. Moses overcame, Elijah overcame, Job overcame, Joshua overcame, and you're going to overcome. You're a warrior, you're a mighty soldier, and you must start believing in who you are. Encourage yourself. God, if you help David, you said you're no respecter of persons. I believe you're going to help me. If you help Moses, you're gonna help me. If you help Joseph and, and uh, jo Joshua, you're going to help me. I'm a soldier in your army. Now see, you have a choice whether to be a wimp or a warrior. Which one are you? Come on now. You don't have to yell it out, but I want you to really think, what am I? Am I a wimp or a warrior? You have a choice. Sometimes we find, try to find ways to encourage ourselves. I, I try to tell people when they're going through depressing times to find an encouraging Psalms. See, not all Psalms are encouraging. If you've read very much, you know that sometimes, you know, David said, I'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and that, that's pretty encouraging. But in, in Psalm 69, listen to what he says in verse 25. Let their habitation be desolate and let none dwell in their tents for they persecuted me when thou hast smitten and they talked to the grief of those whom thou hast wounded. In other words, David said, kill them all. <laughs> you ever prayed that? 
Well, I don't answer that. You might have been praying that toward me. I hope not. But, uh, so find an encouraging time. And, 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 you know, I was thinking of, of songs. Sometimes the theology of songs is not very good. There's a song when I was a kid, we grew up hearing it all the time. And, and, and the song went like this. Um, and I think Elvis even did this song. Y'all want me to do my Elvis? No, I'm not going to do my <laughs> It goes, oh, I'm tired and so weary, but I must travel on. I'm so tired. I'm so weary. And then it goes on, oh, there will be peace in the valley for me. Someday, whoever that songwriter was, he wasn't very encouraging. There's going to be peace in the valley. I want to get out of the valley. And that someday thing, I don't want it to be someday. I want it to be today. Amen. I don't want to be tired and weary. I Listen, I don't want to be beat down and I don't want to be beat up and I don't want to be tempted to give up. I want to be a soldier that says I'm going to be an overcomer by the power of his might. Amen. Now I'm going to have to hurry. I'm going to hurry. Here it comes to this part. And David said, shall I pursue? And God said, pursue. And David didn't know where he was to go. These people were long gone. But how many of you know that if you'll follow the direction of the Lord, that God will direct your paths? Listen, someone needs to hear that today. Listen to me. Someone needs to hear that. That's a word from the Lord for someone here today. We lean on our own understanding. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Have you ever been going to do something and you just felt like, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't do it. You better listen to that. Look here, that's the Holy Spirit trying to direct your path. But see, we get bullheaded. We get hard-headed and we go, I want to go there. I, I want to do it. And, and we do it and guess what? We, we buy that car that we know we shouldn't have bought and it, it's a lemon and then we want to blame God because we, he let us buy a lemon when he was back there checking your spirit and telling you not to do it. Well, here David, they were out in a field and there was an Egyptian that was a slave and the Egyptian had fallen uh, sick and the Amalekites left him there to die. He hadn't eaten in three days and he hadn't drank any water in three days. But David wandered up on him. How lucky can that be? I just want to tell you again, you've heard me say it many times. You can live by luck all you want to, but I want God directing my path. I want God directing my steps. God directed David over to where this man was and they gave him some food to eat and some water to drink. And then they said, can you tell us 
where your master and the rest of them went. He said, if you promise you won't kill me, I'll do it. He said, I won't kill you. Go ahead and tell me. And he directed them right to where David's family was and all. They were, look here, listen to what was happening. David and his men showed up and the Amalekites were dancing. Listen to what all they were doing. They were dancing, they were drinking, they were eating. And, and look here. In just a little bit, I intend to go eat, and I intend to drink something, and I intend to have a good time at lunch, wherever that's at. There's nothing wrong with that. But they were eating and drinking and dancing with David's wives and David's children and David's possessions, and there's something wrong when the devil is dancing with your family, dancing with your possessions, dancing with your mind, and, and look here, tap in. Do you know what I'm talking about? Tap in and say, you're not dancing with my family anymore. You don't have any right to be with my family. Get away from my children. Get away from my wife. Get away from my possessions. I'm a warrior and I'm here to take back. My Lord God, help us right here. Now, God had promised him in, in our text, pursue and you will surely recover. Three times in this chapter, three times, God, uh, the, the word recover or recovered or recovering is in that passage. Three times. So David has the assurance, if I go and pursue, that I'm going to recover. I've just got to tell you, I'm here today. One of the greatest things that you'll ever hear is when you're worried and you don't know if your loved one is gonna make it and the doctor says, I'm believing that they will have a full recovery. Do you know what that does to you? Oh man, pressure's gone. David had been told, if you go and if you pursue, you're gonna recover. Some of us are too lazy to pursue. Don't you call me lazy. Well, they tell me a, a kicked dog is the one that yelps. Come on, that must have hit you or you wouldn't have yelped. Come on, preacher, help me out. Come on. Some of us are too lazy to pursue. What we want to do is this. I'm just done with God. Here I pay my tithe and I go to church when I don't feel like going to church. And then he lets all this bad junk happen to me. I am done with God. No, that's not me, preacher. Thank God it's not you, but that's a lot of people. As long as they've got plenty of money in their wallet, as long as they're driving a good ride, as long as they've got good health, as long as everything's going wonderful, I, man, Jesus, we got our own thing going. Yeah, 
It's cool. But you let a bump in the road. You let, but, but David, he said, I'm going to pursue. I don't know where I'm even going, but I'm going to pursue because he told me to pursue. And I just have the feeling that God is going to direct my steps just like he directed the rock when I let it out of the sling. If he's able to direct the rock, he's able to direct my steps and I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to recover. And I love this. Verse 17. It says, David smote them from the twilight to the evening of the next day. And David recovered all. The Bible says we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. I believe David had it this way. I believe David said, God's got this. The Lord fights for me. Jesus loves me. Not today, Satan. I'm a child of God. He is able. It is finished. His grace is sufficient. Joy comes in the morning. I am not alone. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Fear has no grip on me. Christ is enough for me. He has overcome the world. I am a new creation in Christ. Jesus conquered the grave. Sin doesn't uh, define me. Christ defines me. Be still and know that God is so good. I'm here today to tell you God's got your situation already handled. You're a warrior. Pull yourself up and say, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord and I'm going to win because I'm a soldier. Get a mic and get ready if you don't mind. I want Brother Cecil to read something in closing. We are more than conquerors, but I'm asking you today, what do you need to recover? Do you need to recover your worship? Do you need to recover your praise? Do you need to recover your love for your husband or your wife? Do you need to recover your, your love for your children? Do you need to recover your vision? Do you need to recover the pep in your step? Do you need to recover your health? I'm here today. I heard a preacher um, just recently and they said this, said, we sing the old song. I went into the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. And the preacher said, what in the world did you let the devil in your camp in the first place? Amen. We don't have to do that because we are soldiers. Brother Cecil, I want you to come and read this. And it says, I am a soldier. I am a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested through the fire. Yeah. I am a volunteer uh, in this army, and I am enlisted for eternity. I will either retire in this army at the rapture or die in this army. But uh, I will not get out. I will not sell out. I will not be talked out and I will not be pushed out. I'm faithful, I'm reliable, I'm capable, and I am dependable. If my God needs me, I am there. If he needs me in the Sunday school class to teach the children, and I will be there. If it is to help the adults or just sit and learn, I will be there. He can use me because I am there. I am a soldier. I'm not a baby. I do not need to be pampered. I do not need to be petted or primed or pumped up. 
picked up or pepped up. I am a soldier. No one has to call me or remind me, write me or visit me, entice me or lure me. I am a soldier of God. I'm not a wimp. I'm in a place saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, and building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers or gifts, food or cards, candy or even give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, or cared for. I do not have to be catered to because I am committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. If I end up with nothing, I will still come out ahead. I will win. My God has and would continue to supply all of my needs. Because I am more than a conqueror, I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. And money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier of God. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army and I'm marching and I'm claiming my victory. I will not turn around. I am a soldier marching heaven bound. Come on, if you're a soldier, would you stand? Would you stand? Would you stand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want to give you marching orders. Pursue. Pursue. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're dealing with. But I'm saying today, pursue. Pursue what? Pursue God's will. Pursue God's plan. And devils will start falling. Enemy will have to flee because we are soldiers in the army. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.